Boker Tov, and welcome back to our regular ongoing uh, series of Shurim on Daf Yomi. We are on Yivamot Daf Chavchet Amudbet at the Mishnah, uh, which is Mishnah Dalad uh, in the Perak. And we are going to cover this Mishnah and its, and its attendant Kamara, and the next Mishnah and its attendant Kamara to the bottom of Chavchet Amudbet. You have three brothers, two of them married to two sisters. Or they're married one to a woman and the other to her daughter, one to a woman and the other to her mother, etc., or to her granddaughter. In any case, the mix of the two is an erva, but no individual one is an erva to the third brother. Rabbi Shimon Poter, Rabbi Shimon says, if they both fell to you, there is a tour, there is no need to do chalitza whatsoever. So let's say that the woman who fell to you, uh, there are two of the women who fell to you. One, there's a woman and her uh, and her um, sister, let's say, and one of the sisters is Asur to you as a former daughter-in-law or whatever, then she's totally Asur to you, and the other one is Mutar. Now this really seems to be restating what we learned already. Which is if the two sisters fell to you and one of them was asur to you midrabanan or with a regular lav, where really normally yibum would trump, but the rabbanan said not to, as we saw in the second parak. Uh, therefore, uh, you have to do chalitza, not yibum, on both of the women. There is a zika in both cases. Good. Now Tanya, Rabbi Shimon poter bishtehen min chalitza umin yibum. Good. So Rabbi Shimon, who exempted exempted both women from anything. Why should Mr? What's the pasuk? Right, the pasuk that talks about marrying two sisters or marrying a sister, and then the other one talks about litzror, creating tsarot. The idea is once the two of them became tsarot to you, then you have no likuchin in either one of them. Meaning that if two sisters fell to you, and Rishimo now reflect back on the first mishnah. Then, the minute that both of them fell to you, then you don't have Lekicha in either one of them, and there is a total p'tur, like just a straight-up erva falling to you. Good. Haitacha mehen. We said that if it was Isra Mitzvah, Isra Kedusha. Hatu lamali, hainu hach. So, why do I have to mention um, uh, the case of... Um, uh, sorry, the, why do I have to mention the case of if one of the two who fell to you was... And he saw Arvanas, I mentioned the Mishnah, this is really a restatement of what we had earlier. The answer is, Rabbi Shimon We need it for Rabbi Shimon Shita. Since Rabbi Shimon said that if you have two sisters who fall to you, there's no Chalitza, so then if one of them is Asur to you, Isur Erva, then perhaps Rabbi Shimon would say that you still can't do even with the other one. Because then I should be gozer, not to allow Yibum with the one who's mutter to you, because of a case where both of them are mutter to you, and therefore we have Sarot, Sarat Erva, Kamash Malan, Sarabazika, sorry, Kamash Malan, that even Rabbi Shimon allows in this case. Now, Isra Mitzvah, right, right, so, Rabbi, Rabbi Shimon, after all, says that if you have two regular sisters fall to you, that you uh, that you don't do anything, 
right? And now here he doesn't speak up, and we said that Isha Mitzvah, you have to do Chalitza to both. So the answer is that Bishimon here says you do have to give Chalitza, but it's a Chalitza pro forma to protect against the case of a regular case of Isha Mitzvah, because if people see that the two girls fell to you, and one of them is an Isha Mitzvah, and you're not doing anything, they'll think that Isha Mitzvah is as strong as an erva that it's poter. So I understand why the Isha Mitzvah herself has to get Chalitza. Why does the sister need Chalitza? They're very simple. Xera is the sister on account of her. In other words, if you have two sisters fall to you, one of them is an Isha Mitzvah and one of them is not. So the is, even if Shimon agrees, even though Mi'ikar Hadin, there's a total p'tur, because two sisters, Rabbi Shimon says they're both pater. Nonetheless, in this case, Rabbi Shimon says that you have to give, agrees that you have to give chalitza, we assume that from the silence, that you have to give chalitza to both sisters, and we say, I understand why I have to give chalitza to the one who's Isra Mitzvah, so nobody will think that an Isra Mitzvah is pater. But why do you have to give chalitza to the sister? Uh, you have to give chalitza to the sister as a against the original one. Doesn't say that. Rabbi Shimon doesn't say that if two sisters fall to you, you have to give a chalitza so people won't think that um, that when uh, somebody regular falls to you, you can exempt them without chalitza, right, or nis mitzvah. The answer is everybody knows what an erva is. Everybody knows if an erva falls, they recognize that it is not any other case. But they won't do that with an nis mitzvah, and therefore we have to protect. All right, good. Now, the next Mishnah. Again, three brothers, uh, two married to two sisters, and the other one is Mufneh, which in this case evidently means unmarried. Right, so, the third brother did Ma'amar on, on sister number one. And now, brother two dies, so sister two falls to him. And sister two is now achot ba'alat ma'amar shalo. All right, or achot zika zikukato ma'amar. Bet shamay omrim ishto imo v'halo v'halazu tetzei mishum achot isha. Bet shamay says that the one he did ma'amar on is his 100% wife. He stays with her. And the other one now leaves as achot isha. She's potter. Betelel omrim motzeit ishto beget v'vachalitza v'eshto achiv v'chalitza. Betelel I'll say, no, that the um, that the one who did ma'amar on has to go, but because she did ma'amar, did ma'amar, you have to give her a get plus chalitza, and this other one has to go out bechalitza, right? Because of eshet achiv bezika, eshet achoto, achot ishto bezika, right? And zui shamru, this is a reference to the old epigram oilo al ishto v'oilo al eshet achiv, a situation where he has to divorce his own wife and he may not do even on his brother's wife. And so he loses both. Good. Now, Zuhilim Utemai. The Gemara says, why did Beit Hillel say, this is the case that refers to Oilo Alishto Aloilo Shadachiv? Limutehach, the following case, where there's a three way machloka between Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Lazar, and Rabbi Gamliel. Right? The law of Dinan Kavate. What's the case with Rabbi Yehoshua? Uh, much later on in the Masachet. Um, um, and we'll see the case in a second. I mean, our Mishnah is ruling against Rabbi Yeshua and saying that in that case, the man may stay married to his original wife. What's the case? Um, the case is where the woman, that where uh, he was uh, married to a girl, and then her sister fell to it. 
So Rebel Lazar says very simply that you teach the young girl to do miyun, and she does miyun, and then you take the other girl as beyibul, right? Because she's now um, just a wife, just just a baba uh, to You had no relationship. That's what miyun does. Megamliel says lahefech. You let the the girl do what she wants to do. If she decides to do miyun, fine. And if not, not. And if not, then the other girl is a chotishto. Bishua says no. You have to. Um, uh, you, you have to give chalitza to the one who fell to you, and you also have to divorce the one, the balat miu, or if teach her to do miu. Good. So we're excluding that and saying, unlike Rabbi Yeshua, we're allowing you to stay with your original wife, or in the case of Rabbi Lazar, you're allowing you to do yibum and get rid of the original wife. Uh, and so we don't say, oilo alishto, oilo alishadachiv, except the corner of Rabbi Lazar, we reject it. Now, uh, now, the impression we got from our Mishnah is that Beit Shammai says Ma'amar is a 100% full Kenyan, and that's why once you did Ma'amar, she's your wife, and the other one is a Chotishto, and she goes out. Why? Don't think that if you did Ma'amar, all you have to do is give her a get and not Chalitza. said, what's the power of Ma'amar? Ma'amar is there strong enough to push the other one away uh, and say, this tzara is no longer available for Yibum. That's it. You know, we have a bright that supports that. Right? We said that if the two sisters fell to you, and you went ahead and to you two brothers, and one brother married one of the sisters, but Shammai says, according to Belazar, but Shammai says, you can stay married to them. He doesn't say, you can marry them. Right? Right? And this is... Um, Right, and and so therefore you see If you held that according that Mamar is fully good, then let each guy do Mamar on a different one. He's fully full Kenyan on it. She's no longer a Chodzukukato, and then they could do Yibo. Elamai Gamura. The answer is Elamai Gamura. So now you're going to tell me. Like Rabbi Lazar said, that according to Beit Shammai, Mamar, all Mamar does is push the other girl out. And push the other girl out. So let each guy do Mamar on one of the girls and be Dochet, the other girl out. Uh, so what's the answer? Why don't Beit Shammai allow you in our first mission in the Parrot? Each brother do Mamar on one of the sisters and then marry them. Because the answer is mamar is only docha when it's mamar done in a context of hetter, right? So, for instance, in this case, when one fell to you and you did mamar, and then the other fell to you, that original mamar was behetter. But to do mamar in a case where there's two sisters who fell to you, that's not mamar de hetera, and it's not docha. That's approach number one. Rashi matnihachi. Here, Rashi had a different take in Rabbalazer. We'll call it Rabbalazer number two. Amar Rabbalazer, the time of mamar, the way chami dochi, the chia gemora, vitzarata chalitza nami lobaya. Right, so don't think that Ma'amar is strong enough to then move the tzara out, and she doesn't need chalitza. All it does is it pushes the tzara out as an option for yibum, but she still needs chalitza. Let's say, for example, you did Ma'amar on a girl, and then she died. Her sorry, The other wife would not be released on the chalitza. So Rav Avin, in this second version, supports it again. We're going we're gonna to play with this version. But if you really hold that Beit Shammai says that that uh, Mamar does a full dechi on the other wife, on the other tzara, on the other Shomer uh, Yavam, 
But wait, look at our Mishnah. And our Mishnah, Beit Shammai says, brother number three did mamar on sister number one. When sister number two comes along, sister number one stays with, uh, he did mamar on her. Brother number, sister number one stays with brother number three. Sister number two goes out. Which means that we reject this second approach and say, when when you have a relationship that is, that where yibum is a possibility, then the ma'amar is docheh. And that's, for instance, the case in our Mishnah. But the case in the first Mishnah in the Perak, you never had such a thing because the two girls fell to you, the two sisters fell to you. Yibum was never an option as far as uh, at this point. And therefore, the ma'amar would not solve the problem. As we're saying, if ma'amar really was totally docheh the tzara, why doesn't each guy do ma'amar on the other one? So it's a similar answer to what we had before, is that it's mamar di isura. But here it's a little bit different. It's mamar in a circumstance where Yibum is not really an option, as opposed to in our Mishnah, where sister number one fell to brother number three, and he could have done Yibum on the spot. His brother number two was still alive. He only did mamar. In that case, the mamar is strong enough, according to Beit Shammai, to push <coughs> sister number two out when she falls to him, and he can stay and go ahead and do Yibum with sister number one. Good. Now, by Rabba, Mamar Beit Shammai, Nisuin Ose or Erusin Ose? Kind of a curious question. Rabba says, okay, Beit Shammai accepts that Mamar is quite powerful. We're, we've yet ju- tried to judge how powerful it is. Is it a 100% Kenyan? Is it a, we'll call it an 80% Kenyan, where it makes the, the Ba'lata Mamar connected to that Yavam enough that any other girl is not available? Is it, let's say, a 50% Kenyan? Where you, certainly, the, in any case, the, uh, the tzarai is not exempt, and she needs chalitza, right? So Amar But now, Rabbi is asking a question. According to Beit Shammai, this strong kinyan does it create a relationship of erusin and nisuin? So Amar What is it you're asking? Three things which do not happen until you are fully the husband, which means after nisuin, which is <coughs> to to uh, inherit her property. That only happens after nisuin. The Tamilaf, you're calling that you go to the funeral only after Nisuin. And Lahafin Adarah to be the sole re, um, re, refuter of her, of her counselor, of her Nidarim, as opposed to her father, or you and her father doing it together, that only happens after Nisuin. Hashta Arusa Ba'alma Tanrebchia Ishto Arusa Lo Unain Vilomitamila, Penilonan Vilomitamid Lo. After Arusa said, with a regular Arusa, where you went ahead and did Kiddushin with her. You are, you're not an onen, which you don't have a veilut for, and you don't have tuma for her, and vice versa, she doesn't for you. Meita, you know, Yorsha, if she dies, you don't get Yerusha. Meitu, govak tuvata. If he dies, she gets the ktubah, that's a separate thing. Avadban, Rashi points out, that's in those cases where you stipulate in the ktubah that even if he died before Nisuin. Avadban ma'amar ibaya, so you're going to ask if he only did ma'amar, whether or not it's full Nisuin. What Rabbi was asking is, do we still need a Mesir al In other words, if the guy did Ma'amar, according to Beit Shammai, do we now need to go through the formal Chuppah? So, that's the question. Do you say Ma'amar is like Nisuin, and now Chuppah becomes redundant and irrelevant? Or do we say that it's like Eris, and you still need Mesir so, think about this. Even without Mamar, if you just went ahead and had Nebiyah with her, that would be the end of the road. There is no Chuppah. So, if you did Mamar, you need more than that? You also need Mesir of the Chuppah? So, Rabbi said to Abayah, the reason is, because I hold, the minute you do Mamar, 
And there's no more zikat yivamin. This is a little bit of a taste of Beit Shammai. It's saying Malmari really is a powerful Kenyan. It's not just a declaration of intent. And therefore, there's no more zikat yivamin, and now there's zikat erusin. So that's why I have a real question. Do you need Ma'amasir Lachopa? Maybe Ma'amar has retracted her from going on the Yivum track to going on the Erusin track. Toshma, Shomeret Yavam, Ben Yavam Echad, Ben Shnei Yavamin. So now you have a Shomeret Yavam. And she is, let's say, 12 years old. She's in Aran. And she, uh, she takes a nether. And the, the brothers hear about it within 24 hours. Or Belazar Mer Yafer. Yafer sounds like one of the brothers is Mefer. Rishua Mer Lechad Velo Lishnaim. Only if there's one brother can he be made fair, but not if there's two or more. Akiva says none of the brothers can. We explained there in Adarim, I understand Rabbi Kiva. Rabbi Kiva says, like her mayor says, and therefore even if there's only one brother, therefore he's not connected to him at all. So there's no reason for him to be made for Adarim. I understand why Rabbi Yeshua says that if only if there's one brother can he be made for Adarim. Because he holds, there's only Zika if there's one brother. We saw these opinions in the, in the free second para. But Rav Lazar is hard to understand. He holds Yezika, so Bishlam Alachad Mefer. So why would there be, why would the two guys be able to participate? What was the answer? Because the case where one of them did Ma'amar. And so what Rav Lazar means is, that one of them out of two does it, but if one of them, if he holds the Zika, so even when there's two, there's Zika, so which one is doing it? The answer is one of them did Ma'amar, who Beit Shammai, he, it's Rebelezer, remember Beit Shammai, holding on Beit Shammai, that Ma'amar is significant enough to create a relationship where now this is the unique Yavam, who can make me for another. Da'amar, Ma'amar, Konek, Kinyan, Gamur. So, Yamar, Pishtam, Anisun, Osem, I understand if you maintain that according to Beit Shammai, this is Rabba's argument, I understand if you maintain according to Beit Shammai that Ma'amar is like Nisuin, Shemhachi Mefer. That's why, uh, that's why the, uh, this one Baal who did Ma'amar can now be Mefer Nadarim. Remember the halacha is that a husband does Hafar Nadarim within 24 hours of hearing of the Nadar. The father does it as long as she's in the house of the father. And when she's a Na'aramu Rasa, her father and her, her intended have to do it together. Not together, but they both have to do it. That's the last parak in Nadarim. So if you maintain, now I understand why Rebbe Lazar and Rishul would both say Yafer in some case, and, and why Rebbe Lazar would say Yafer here, and Rebbe Lazar we said, if there's two guys, how come one is Mefer? That's the guy who did Ma'amar, because otherwise don't call her Shomer Yavam. So he's, he's, a Shomer, he's a Yavam because he hasn't yet done Yivam on her. And therefore, why is he the singled out guy? Because he did Ma'amar. And why is he doing it? Because Mamar is Konekinyan Gamor, like Nisuin, and that's why he does Zafar Nidarim alone. Because it can't be like an like Erosin, because then he'd have to join the father. So Nachum Bayitzchak, my Mefer, Mefer food. Yeah, that's what Ravalazar meant. In other words, you can't prove it from there. Maybe what Ravalazar said Mefer means that's the one Yavamu does it, of course, along with the father. But remember, Rabbi Lazar was the one who held that according to Beit Shammai, Mamar is not a full Kenyan. It's just enough to push the other girl out. So why would this one Yavam who did Mamar have any better role in doing Afar and Adarim with the father than any other Yavam? No, I said, what I meant, when I said that according to Beit Shammai, Mamar is not that strong, I meant it's not strong enough 
to say that she only needs a get, she still needs chalitza. But as far as Darim, this guy really is the incoming Baal, if you will, and therefore he and the father together do Darim. I'm very comfortable with that. In other words, Rav Lazar says, when I put the, the limitation on Beit Shammai's ruling to say it's not a full Kenyan, I mean, it's not a full Kenyan, the Gabi release, but not the Gabi other things. Right? And therefore, but, but Rabbah cannot prove anything from here about Nisu and Erusin because perhaps. When it said, when Rabbi Lazar said that he could do Afarat and Adarim, it meant together with the father, like an Arusa. Good. The other one is that the other possibility is Rabbi Lazar could turn around and say, well, my position is so hard. It must be that there's only one guy because it doesn't say, I didn't say Yaferu, they will be Mefer, he will be Mefer. So we have another way, another Ukimta. Here's what happened. This Shomeret Yavam wasn't getting supported by the family. She went to the, the Beit Din, and they, um, and they uh, went and they ruled that this brother has to support her. What happened is she was now getting supported by one of the brothers who hadn't yet decided what to do. Now, another brother could still do Mamar, could still do Yibam, could still do Chalitza. In the meantime, financially, she's being taken care of by one of the brothers based on the ruling of the Beit Din. But because the halacha is that when a woman takes a nether, she's doing it al dat bala, and bala here, the only guy we could call bala is the guy who's supporting her. Therefore, we say, ah, that's the guy who does afar in darim. So there's a way out of this to say that Rabbi Lazar says the guy who did uh, the, the one baal does the affair has nothing to do with mamar. He didn't do mamar. Why is one guy being singled out? Because the Beitin singled him out. Maybe he's the oldest brother. Maybe he's the only one who's uh, old enough for whatever reason. And therefore, Rabbi Lazar could say that's why I said yafer. And has nothing to do with Ma'amar and doesn't reflect at all on the issue of Ma'amar Lebeit Shammai or Ma'amar Nisuino Se or Erusino Se. So, in the next podcast, we will tackle the Mishnah on the Lamed Amud Aleph. And um, everybody should have a wonderful day.